Hey guys, it's Jack here. Big massive shout out to our Patreons. So these guys are the guys who donate for the editing and they really do make a huge difference to keep the show alive. Uh, we've been sponsored by Art Faulkner, Ferdy Evers, Mikey Dredd and Underfluke. These guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much and see you next show. Telemetry recovered. Let's drone out. Good evening and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Uh, I've been told I'm not allowed to go anymore. I'm required to be here because apparently no one else can make it work. Um, but I've, I've trained Curry up now, so any future delays, it's his fault. Um... <laughs> Jack is currently not here. I don't know if he's going to turn up. We'll find out. So I'm going to have to do the introductions instead. Nice so... of him to let us know. <laughs> Tony, like a firework. Oh, shit, that is a proper firework one, isn't it? <laughs> Cheers, uh, zero. Right, I've got to be careful of my... <laughs> no removing any more fingers. ...my thumb and move stuff out of the way, because I... they scare me now. But cheers, zero. Yeah. <laughs> I hate these things now, but thank you. Bloody scary, and they're really hot, and it makes my room stink for days. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zero. And bits go everywhere. <laughs> That's quite big, isn't it? It is quite big. Just so you said. Burn yourself this week. Right. It's a noisy That's, one too. It, 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 Almost it, it, as bright as the sun, which we've seen this week, or at least today. I know. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Um, Thanks, Zero. Yes, joining me this week, we have NJ. Hello, everyone. We have Tony. Bonjour. And we have Curry. Hello. And me. Um, yeah, it's actually had, there's been blue sky. Has anyone actually flown while there's been blue sky? Yes. Yes. Uh, I had to break into my field. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you were fighting the builders. Yeah, uh, my normal field, which you guys, if you saw the thing on Instagram, probably wouldn't have recognised it because when we went to the field, we had to go through that whole set of trees down a sort of thin lane and then we had to hop over a, a stream to get to it and all those trees have gone. Bruce right. Now they put up a fence. But... I found out a way to get in there if I just pretended I didn't go in that way and wandered through the woods and jumped over a different stream, then I could get into a field that way and very quickly fly two batteries and run away again before they spotted me. <laughs> it's go. not ideal. Do you think they're, are they trying to, uh, trying to keep you out? I mean, were your suspicions raised when there was a picture of a cat with an international cross sign through it? Was, was, was that a thing? I, I'm not sure if they're after me directly, but they certainly don't seem to be wanting any... Interestingly, the, there was fences all, all along, but there was Thanks, like man. no signs on it. You'd expect it to say, like, property of or no entry or whatever. So maybe maybe they're getting a bit overzealous and just like, we'll, we'll stick this up, see if it puts people off. You don't think they're going to move? Because the last time I saw that near one of my local fields, a few weeks later they moved livestock in. So could it be that? No, there's, there's planning application in for new homes being built there. Oh, so that, that's what it's going to be. But they haven't... 
they've they've gone in. I've I've seen people around for months. Like the first thing they did was bizarre. They put up reptile fences in order to catch all the lizards, snakes, oh, yeah. and other creepy crawlies to catch them all and move them. Because I think what happened is they said planning applications in, and like loads of people complained because, of course, people want new houses and stuff or, or places affordable living, but nobody actually wants new houses going up near them. So. When the planning application went in, everybody complained. And one of the things they cited was this is natural habitat for snakes and lizards. I think it's one of the the, the country's uh, leading areas where you actually find adders are, are only venomous snake. So they responded by putting up these, these black plastic fences everywhere. And apparently, because I talked to one of these volunteers that was collecting them, they, they create like heat. So the reptiles go in sort of sit near them and then people come along with a bucket every day and chuck <laughs> reptiles in and move them to a safe space and i've been doing this for several months it's like yep yeah, now we can carry on and build so they've been digging holes and and cutting down more trees and doing I love that, that basically nothing can stop them they that's that's just building isn't it like, no no I, I, read, I read the planning application and it literally says there have been this many complaints and this many uh, causes of concern about this planning Planning was passed because <laughs> it's like this is gonna. This is millions of uh, millions and millions of pounds. This is worth to people. Where are you so. gonna fly now? Have you got? Have you found anywhere? Um, there's a couple of like, spots I could use, but they're all like forty minutes in the car, and where I am there, I can. It's a ten minute walk, so it's really convenient. So there's a there's a couple of places that are protected in the woods, so I can still do stuff around the trees. But it's not like a big open space, so I'm a bit screwed there. So I'm going to go off and and have a bit more of a look places and see what I can find, basically, because that's that's all you can do. Really. It's really annoying, though, isn't it? Because there's you know there's all those complaints against that planning application, but it still goes through. But yeah, one, as, as one soon complaint... as money and big business is involved, that's it. It goes through. But any like one complaint about um, you know Hidden Valley. And and all of a sudden, oh, that's a planning permission yeah, issue, right. and we can't we can't use that. And NJ's field is, is gone, isn't it? Because of yeah. one walker, literally 187 acres, and three years of flying in the spot. And I think anyone who subs my channel will know the spot I'm talking about because I used to fly there. All my videos were produced there, and just in that three years, so much positivity towards um flying and and the people that were that interacted with us and then one guy says they scared my dog and that was it he was adamant to get us kicked off and in 187 acres they couldn't find us one little spot it was that was it wrote to the woodland trust kicks up a huge fuss and they and we came back and there was no drone signs all over the place so yeah it's a terrible shame yeah we'll have to just go back to flying over gatwick whatever (laughs) (laughs) I do think this is the biggest problem now: is is spaces to fly. Um, well, yeah, it's like we, we the rules are don't fly near buildings and people and cars, and that's completely reasonable. But if you take away all the spaces we could fly, it's not much left to yeah. to do. And there's all this effort being put into making lists of places that we're not allowed to fly. All the effort with uh, DGI um, updating all their um, no-fly zones. No-fly zones. There's all the um, NAT stuff and the drone assist app and the nofly-drones.co.uk and all that kind of thing. It all says, like, you're not allowed to fly here. Um, there was the issue with, um, was it Coventry, just flat? Yeah, <laughs> it's just no, no drones in commentary. Exactly. Um, and there's not 
I mean, the only real resource of a list of places that you can fly is the BMFA club map. Um, you know, and that's still, you've got to be a member of that club and all that kind of thing. And wear sandals and grow a beard. <laughs> and fly around in circles. Is that, is that what I've got to do now? You forgot the socks. Oh, there's, yeah. the, there's the Yeti. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm ever so sorry, Frank. Like, if it wasn't for your call... Oh, yeah, the reason why I didn't answer your call is it took me a couple of minutes to realise I was holding my phone upside down. <laughs> I was like, that asleep. It's not working. What's going on? <laughs> oh my God, I'm on the ceiling. So, to be honest, I'm surprised you managed to get on, on the call that quickly then because usually you, all your computers are disassembled. Mm, I was ready. I was. I was. <laughs> You know, I, in my dream, I was ready. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready. You know, the computer's kind of switched on, but my phone was upside down and I was not awake. Well, no. Dab in the chat has said, uh, "I can't fly in the forest that I used to anymore. Far too many dog walkers started giving me funny looks, and I could tell they were pissed off with the presence of my quads. It sucks. I was a member of the local club last year, but it was all." Um, old men flying LOS wings and they frowned on me for flying FPV. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're just being pushed back underground really, aren't we? I mean, the other thing I, I kind of hate, I, I don't really like flying on my own. I like having, you know, people there. So you've got spotters and, you know, you can watch out for people. The places I've been flying now are literally farmer's fields out in the middle of nowhere just to be away from everyone. And... Um, uh, I'm just wary of any interaction with people now because of how I think they view us. That's, That's also another problem. There's, there's been a psychological effect. I don't know if anyone else, I mean, a yeah, lot big of time. Don't, don't give a, a crap. But for me, it's, um, you know, I, 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 I hate the fact that I'm worried now, whereas I used to have people who look at it and were so excited for what we were doing. We now, have, I think they're looking at me with very judgmental eyes, you know, and that's just such a shame. But it's, it's, I can see why it's, it's caused people to disappear out of the hobby. Thanks, Mr. King. Uh, I'm not reading your comment out. <laughs> Tony likes Mikey on his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony won't read it, Curry Kitten will. <laughs> I'm not Thanks, ashamed. Mr. King. We're, right, we've, we're down to only, oh no, I've got some sparklers over there. That's right. We're all right. <laughs> I've got a question from right. uh, Dale Kennedy. Quick question. What do you all think about the Tiny Hawk RTF kit, good or bad? Um, I've, I've not got the RTF kit, but the only thing I'll say with kits is I, I've got a Tiny Hawk, and it's a great little machine. You do need to change the quad props, um, which are a separate purchase, or it won't turtle. Um, but it's a great quad. But the only thing I'll say with kits is this. If you're going to buy a kit you're going to have to start replacing stuff as you get more into the hobby. Um, so there are certain things like your radio transmitter that, that are worth investing in from the off. It's the same, I sort of say the same with goggles as well. Uh, your goggles and your transmitter, if you buy right the first time, even if it's a little more money, that's it. That's the only purchase you'll really need to make. You know, quads will come and go, but you'll have the same transmitter, you'll have the same goggles. So with a kit, it'll get you going, but you may waste a little bit of money or have to purchase upgrades later. Yeah. Buy right by once. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also your goggles and transmitter don't end up in a tree or 
you know, <laughs> going into the ground. To, yeah, true. Well, your seat ended up in a tree once, didn't it, Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, I went out flying with me and Tony. Who knows what might end up in a tree? All I'm we know is you Tony's haven't me up there yet. Definitely out of his tree. <laughs> oh. Another good comment here um, from uh, Batwoman FPV. Hello. Um, says uh, Giga Watson and I <clears throat> were getting all the older guys at our club interested about FPV and quadcopters today. It was great seeing them actually engaging with us rather than giving us dirty looks. So there's there's the, the other side of the coin. I mean, that's great. You've obviously got quite a progressive uh, club there. That's definitely not something I've seen with with some of the clubs I've been to. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. You just need to find like a few of them to hand around the goggles that they're slightly open-minded, and they'll yeah. they'll back you. I think you know, especially yeah. the you know the guys having having been vaguely involved with a few clubs. It the guys that run all the admin stuff of the clubs generally have a very wide range of interest and are don't actually fly that much, so they're quite happy to ride along. And then we'll back you whenever there's an admin decision to be made that you know can affect you. Um, that's that's my top tip for dealing with clubs. Um, find them and give them a, uh, your goggles and give them a ride along. Yes. Yeah, so there's two clubs near me, and I did when I first moved to this county. I, I got in touch with them, and primarily, um, even though I was sort of quite this is probably about five years ago primarily i was looking to somewhere i could also fly my helicopters because i was doing that long before i started doing the quad stuff and both of them were like no absolutely no helicopters here so i didn't even pose the question about multi-rotors at that point because uh, they said you know ev- everyone that's learning helicopters just hovers over the runway and takes up a spot um which i always think silly because you could easily mow out a section off to the side which is what my old area club used to do for people that were hovering and I mean, I, I'm not that person anyway. I'm long past hovering. But when people have these rules in their head, that's it. Those those are the club rules, you know. But it's all but, right because they'll run out of members at some point, and then they'll need yeah, someone to, to fill those members in, in, a, in a, you know in a couple of years' why, time. So. Why do the memberships? Why, what happens? <laughs> why does it run out? Because oh, they you know, die because they're so old. <laughs> people find other hobbies. Obviously, that's it. Yeah. Sitting in wooden boxes for long periods of time, that sort of thing. But there are for for everyone because I I've never been a member of the club and I've never been particularly interested. Um, I I guess Ugh, I people. found the right one. Uh, yeah, people and flying in circles. But I I do hear from people about telling me about their club and their club is excellent because they all are into quads or they're all into FPV or they're more forward thinking and are quite happy to mix it up with traditional and, and stuff. And don't forget, we, we had, um, what's his face? Very Northern guy from the BFMA on. Andy. And it was, it was well, all about, Andy, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's even more Northern than Andy. It was all about, if you want to form yourself a club, you can do. And of course yep. these new clubs are coming in and they're doing like quad racing. He said that was one of the most popular, um, affiliated club formations now is like people yep. that want to race quads. So they're out there. It's just, where they are and I, I do find that um somebody somebody was telling me who who i, I used to fly with in, in my field that he tried to join a couple of clubs and like they didn't get back to him or they weren't interested in him or they said we're full right now so sometimes it's like 
some of them make it really difficult for some reason. You'd think they'd want to grow their membership and get people into it, but it's kind of like it's almost like a, a private members club where we're not accepting any more members right now because we're we're our little friends group and we don't want anybody else. But the good ones are out there as well. Yeah, but then yeah, then the other thing is you can start your own group and, and like you say, I mean that's that's sort of <laughs> group of one. That's just me in my garden. <laughs> we did think about doing that, starting a let's drone out BMFA club. Yeah. For no reason yeah, other than to annoy them. If you run that, then please feel free. Yeah. <laughs> Frank says that like he already knows he'd be instantly nominated for the position. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it would be Frank, Frank, and Frank that would do any of the yeah. uh, management admin tasks. Yeah. How's, how's um, cloning yourself going there, Frank? You haven't enjoyed He's that? cloning me. He's too busy with that. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got all your CT scans. I'll, I'll put you together at some point. Um, you stuck me in for another one on Tuesday. Subservient Jack, I don't believe it can be made. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. That's that's the black magic that's involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's quite a few comments in the in the chat saying that they're listening even though they're with their other half on Valentine's Day. I think we're probably not making ourselves very popular with our other half. Is it, is it like that that thing watching the football in in church? You just got one one ear <laughs> burst out laughing for no reason. So these we, these we, guys are on dangerous ground. Uh, <laughs> I'm just sat in a completely different room from my wife, who's accepted that I am not available on a Thursday anymore. So that's all right. <laughs> wow, we've done wonders for your marriage. Yeah, speaking. Yeah. I would like to shout out so a, f- a few of the clubs that we've been uh, that've been mentioned in the chat as being really open and friendly. Um, so Hearts FPV, um, uh, BHBC, so that's Beds, Hearts, Bucks, and Cambridgeshire um, Facebook clubs. Um, and apparently, Hearts FPV is hopefully going to have a permanent field this year. The one of the earlier ones was EMHFC, which I can't remember what it stands for. Ainsford's Heli Model Club. Um, the, so they're they're really open, and um, there's obviously places like Delta Hawks and uh, Kent uh, KQRC, and uh, what are the other ones? Anyone anyone name any nominate any uh, open and friendly? Uh, yeah, I, I can certainly uh, speak for BHBC because I'm one of the admins in that that group over on Facebook. Really friendly bunch, uh, and, and we've grown it. To, uh, I think we've got a couple of hundred members now, or, or somewhere in that region. So if you're within those counties, the Hearts, Beds, Bucks, Cambridge, Shear, uh territory, then then do look us up and join. And you know, I'm certainly, and all the other guys are in there and very active. So we we help out and suggest spots, and we have you know lots of uh, support there. So um, these groups do exist, and yeah, Facebook's definitely a place where you can find local groups. So. Um, Another yeah, one uh, Gigawatts has put in the chat is uh, 1066 MFC, which I imagine is in the Hastings area, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> the mole suggests Gatwick Flying Club. Um, maybe not. There, we're, we're right near Gatwick. Hopefully we're more than 5k away. 4.6. Two and a half nautical <laughs> miles. See can our, I, our can I just Andy. do a shout out quickly? Yeah. Um, this is for Jenny. Mikey Dread says he loves you. 
<laughs> doing Valentine shout outs now. Yeah. yeah. This could go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello to Andy in chat. He's uh, a little under the weather today, which yeah. he probably can't be joining us. So get well soon, matey. Yeah, mate. So HD mini quads, anyone? Yes. A- Andy, I bet Andy would love to talk about this. Sorry. <laughs> I've been chatting with Andy quite a bit about this. Um, I'm not so sure he would really like to discuss them. (laughs) He hasn't had that much fun with it. No, you're you're right. Yeah, um, unfortunately, one of his uh, did set fire. It's the 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 one that's the kind of centre of the subject matter at the minute because obviously there's there's now quite a few of these cine whoops as they're being dubbed. I've just received another one actually, which um, which is that little guy. I don't know whether you can see that. This is the new. Uh, little diatone cine whoop they're, they're becoming super popular um sorry that's not a whoop that's just a micro uh, we, 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 i think i think we need the ducks don't we before we can call it a yes whoop, we even do, though they're growing um but yeah certainly these tiny uh tiny little uh quads with with hd cams in but yeah very separate subject with the 2.5 without ducks but the ducted ones um it's a really I found it quite an interesting subject and I've been talking an awful lot with um, Nate, who is Mr. Shutterbug for anyone who follows him on YouTube. And he's the guy who works quite closely with uh, Beta FPV um, on there and sort of consults with them on their various designs. Um, of, and, you know, they produce some good stuff, but I know their most recent release, which is the 85X HD, there's been a few of them that have been catching on fire um and to be honest with you i mean my strongest suspicion with that is probably down to the fact that i think it's it's the tune that they provided with it is massively off the mark now this this mini mini whoop does come with bl heli 32 now first thing i'll say is bl heli 32 is massively over the top for a whoop i really don't think it's necessary to be running a d shot 1200 protocol on something that small but it's nice to have the only issue is um when you go to the bl heli 32 protocol and things are operating at such so much faster you've got a much more increased chance of smoking your esds um which people have been doing and the included tune on those uh, as soon as i saw it um and saw that it had a, a d term of 50 um i was pretty concerned and what I did was to actually scrap the tune that was included, um, update it to the latest stable Betaflight, not Betaflight 4, just 3.5 point whatever it is, is the latest, and then go ahead and, and tune that from scratch. And where I got to with the tune, and I'll be doing a video on this later, was considerably lower, to, and it was locked and flew beautifully, was considerably lower than the PIDs that they provided um, I know Andy flew his on the included PIDs because that's, you know, that's a normal reviewer thing. Usually if you're given stock PIDs, you go out and you fly what was provided. But those numbers in particular concern me. So I retuned, came up with a much lower figure and it flew great. And I pushed the life out of it and I had a great flying experience and absolutely no smoke. So I think that is possibly one of the problems with them with that particular model. Um, but I, I need to get in touch with beta FPV and discuss it with them a little more. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing a video on that particular. Quad. They look really good flying inside, but not so great footage outside. I liked Andy's stuff flying inside. Yeah. I flew it inside a couple of days ago, an indoor meet and 
I and really it's the 85X is a bit too big for the indoor stuff. It's you know it's a three claimed 4S uh, micro quad uh, whoop. I think 4S is just overkill. Uh, if you pair what it with the right power, are they talking for that 4S? Right. I don't know because I was flying it on 3S and 350 milliamp and getting three minutes and all the power I needed to, to freestyle it. So I think 4S is just just bonkers. At that point, uh, like most of the most of the battery pack is going to be like the insulation, isn't it? Rather yeah, it, it's uh, the other thing as well with with going 4S is you're increasing the weight and when you combine weight with an, an adding mass to these mini ducted whoops, you start having this problem. And there's an aerodynamic issue in there as well with the ducts. You have this your washout problem, which lots of people have, have, have had, which is where you're in a steep dive. And as you flatten out, it just the yaw just kicks out. And it's only a phenomenon that affects ducted quadcopters. So there's something aerodynamically that's going on there. But it's also a mass and an inertia thing. Um, so keeping the battery as light as possible. And this is why one of the only quads that doesn't your washout is the Mobula 7. And it's why it's my favorite. The power to weight on that thing is fantastic. No your washouts and it flies beautifully and it's the lightest of the bunch. Uh, that's um, an interesting uh, observation on the your. I, I think we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? The, the your washout. Because I was saying I was getting it on a couple of quads and I, I was wondering if it was the, the props out scenario because i noticed the mobula wasn't doing it which is props inwards but of course the mobula is way lighter than the other stuff it's, i was flying it's, it's as well. how light it is. I've, I've managed to bring out um uh, above a certain weight if you were to add heavier batteries to the mobula you would get it to do it absolutely it's all down to the the power to weight and the amount of inertia that's in that thing um and it's something to do with the way it's it's the lateral airflow over the quad because it's usually in dives it's air coming this way not the the, the natural direction of, of of airflow intake on the props and there's something about because obviously yaw is is gripped through torque differential partly there, there is partly a torque differential there is also that that torque has to be generated with grip from the props and there's a, a way that when you're coming straight down into airflow like this that the 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 airflow is obviously spoiled by the front of the the ducting and it's spoiling it to the point where the prop is not gripping the air enough to to translate that torque into useful uh yaw and stabilize itself because that's when the yaw really is tested and put to work is as you come out of that dive and obviously at the bottom of, di of a dive as well that's when the quad weighs the most because you've got this inertia going this way the quad at the bottom of a, a power loop weighs more than it does in a hover or when it's you know that's uh, that's how that that's just how it works but all of these things together will create your washouts you need to keep that micro ducted quad as light as possible um, and i think this is why my beta 85x on a 350 milliamp 3s didn't your wash out on me but i've seen lots of videos where they are and i honestly think part of that is just running too heavy a battery hmm. well there's there's two things to, to touch on there and, and first off aside from the beta 85 of course the the tiny leader and the tiny leader hd also had a lot of problems with failures. If you look at their Facebook page, you would think that everybody has failed, and they, they seem to be using uh, some sort of bad ESC component. They, they were getting burnouts on ESC boards and motors letting go, which I think they've upgraded now. Right. Um, I, I haven't tried one in a fierce yet. I'm still waiting for GMB to get me a, 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 the right size battery. But 
one of one of the points on when you're starting to get into the 85 mil class and you're wanting to do sort of acro outside one sort of questions should we still be using the ducted fins should we not just go back to using something around the sort of 100 mil uh 3s flyer that will will go really well on on two two and a half inch props instead because mm. it's like well, as soon as they start getting a bit bigger indoors it's like well maybe make it more of a, just an outdoor micro quad i mean the the argument that i've heard to that is that there's there's less to worry about in terms of safety if you're in an area whereas you know there might be a few people walking around and, and that kind of thing it's just that peace of mind that your props have prop guards around them um and you know although it is an 85 it's still i mean i still wouldn't class that as anywhere near as intimidating when it's flying as say a four inch on 2.5 running 4s you know that thing still screams and that thing could still cause some damage if it hit you whereas the beta 85 i can fly it into my head and it won't you know it won't even hurt prove it so <laughs> but yeah i mean i think that's probably the the counterbalance the argument but I, and i know mr shutterbug he that's kind of his idea is that it's more accepting to take that out and fly it around in in areas where there might be a little bit of public around not like just crowded areas but you've you've got less of a problem if you're flying something that's ducted and you know by all means a lot more safe um so i you know that's that's possibly where it is thank yeah, you there is no, i just find that they're a little bit sluggish compared if, if you're in I always make the point that you need you need an area that's tight. You need stuff to fly around that's close in to give you that sensation of speed. Because if you're in a big field and you're flying its tiny quad and there's a bit of wind, then it feels very pedestrian, sort of 100%, limping along. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's definitely a lackluster thing to fly out in a in a in a big field. The exception to that, I will say, um, just from my experience today, having finally got out to really push it, was the Mobula 7. I mean, I had so much fun flying that round trees and at speed, but, I mean, that is back in that smaller category of uh, of ducted quad. That that really is a, just a fantastic little uh, fantastic little machine, that thing. Yeah, the Mobula is still my, my favourite. Ben Good talked to me today, actually, about the Mobula 7 HD, so I'm hoping Same, yeah. that carries through and, and is still decent. Mm. See, I, I think with that one, because I know that does the your washout thing, and it's that same thing of, unfortunately, there's just this critical weight pro- point where where it's uh, it goes past a certain power to weight, and then you have that that um, that your washout problem again. But um, th- there's a real subjectivity to this, like there is with all of this stuff. I mean, what are you using it for? If you're indoor, tight spaces, having fun, I don't think any of that's going to matter, really. You're... you're going to come away with nice footage and have a good time um so it's just something to consider i want one for doing some kind of indoor cool film type you know when flying through a car door and then the other one person's inside and then you fly out through the other one and then you know do like a like a tv advert style whoopee type hd indoor thing that's an awesome pitch. That. You should put that to somebody. Just to, like, what imagine, are you doing? Imagine doing it in so like the say a restaurant wanted uh, an advert, and then you could get people all in the restaurant eating, but you could just fly around the restaurant past plants, and you know, you could do. You could just through the while they're eating and, and move it around. That's the only thing. Yeah, but you could go all under the bar taps. You know, you, you could make it really a really good. 
really good thing. That's I'd, what I'd I'd like I that want to do with one. Just for the sake of somebody having to go through that commercial license thing and saying, here is my quad that I'm going to fill my commercial stuff with. It's here and do all the flight tests for it. Well, yeah, you could get... Laugh now, but look at the Phantom to the Mavic. Uh, you could get paid for flying indoors as well because you don't need a license or anything like that. Are you sure? Is that a rule written down? Yeah, um, I've been so paid for flying yeah, indoors. A and O doesn't apply indoors. That's a good point. Yay! Right, I'll let's hire ourselves out. The, so, the tinfoil hat idiot is right on this one, Curry. <laughs> I hate to. It's true. Jeez, yes, there, there, there is a country, isn't there? Somewhere they've they've come up with the fact that you need to have some sort of um, license for flying indoors or something, or you have to... There's no flying indoors if you're close to an airport or something like that, something absolutely ridiculous. I can't remember which country it is, but... We, we could set up that foundation just to annoy Tony and revoke his permissions. Piss off. <laughs> All right. I'm doing, I'm doing an advert. Everybody, for next week, have an advert ready. Something involving flying for a car, as far as I can understand from Tony. I don't know what that's all about. Well, just saying, like, it'd be good to, like, imagine being at a car showroom, you fly through the doors while people are opening it, sort of like, I don't know, just use your imagination to sell cars or a restaurant or something like that and fly places where what they're supposed to do. You know, it's supposed to be a whoop size, fly it in HD and Brilliant. make it... My make advert's it going to be me flying around my house and just a title that goes, restaurant, over the end of it. Is this the next group challenge? Make an advert? Make an advert using a city whoop. Everybody yeah. has that own city well, I need to get whoop. a city whoop first. Don't worry, make a low-res advert using a tiny whoop. <laughs> well, this is the whole point of a cine whoop HD, isn't it? This is what I mean. There's going to be flying places. Like, imagine you could do a wedding. You could actually film. What, just inside? Oh, well, just go up in the rafters and do really cool stuff or fly down <laughs> through the people. Brilliant, it's like this priest up the top there. If anybody knows any lawful impediment, there's this power-looping little wig of... <laughs> yeah, but you've got, to do a cine- you've got to do it cinematically. You can't, like... <laughs> don't fly do power loops over the f***ing bishop's head. Well, what if it's cinematic? What if it's a cinematic power loop? And well, they're, they're, they're never them. cinematic, are they? Look, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to do a video. I'm going to actually do what are something you gonna, with oh, Tell me what you're going to advertise in this video. I don't know yet. I don't know. Come, come Mate, up with the I idea before to, 9 o'clock. I might crash a wedding and film it and then charge them without them knowing. Well, I haven't even had a drink tonight. I think that's just credit card then. theft if you're charging them without them knowing, isn't it? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Right, <laughs> right. Produce an advert, everybody, using a small quad inside somewhere to do something. Yeah, I'm going to. It's going to be brilliant. Right. Then. I might do a washing up themed one. <laughs> you miss your calling with the whole domestic cleaning, watching people stream clean and stuff there's even a game where you like clean up you, you clean up murder sites and you know after James Bond's gone through there you go Roman's King said Tony I'll try to get you to the Chelsea Flower Show see that would be exactly brilliant isn't that outside you don't... yes it is outside but there probably should be a 
inside bit, surely. Indoor fish market. Bit. That's exciting. Won't Flying through there. all those fish. No, I won't. You don't have there. to eat the fish. <laughs> right, indoor Where's vegetable market. Button? <laughs> vegetable market. I'll do that, yeah. I think that's just called a greengrocer's, isn't it? How about a sex shop, Tony? They're indoors. I, I think someone's one already one. mentioned in the chat a, a while ago. Uh, yeah, Reminis King suggested a brothel. That'll be interesting. There'll be gates that you can't fly through. <laughs> I had to once make a delivery to a sex shop when I was working in an office place because some guy came in and bought a photocopier, then came in the next day and complained about it not working and it was really affecting his business and he was a very serious man and my manager said, go take him a new photocopier so i went there and it turned out to be a sex shop and it's not a shop in the strictest sense it's like a shop doorway but you open it it's like a thin hallway and when you're carrying a big photocopier through this thin hallway trying to get there the amount of dildos you can knock off a wall is amazing there was just a trail of cocks behind me jesus See, look, the back woman says an empty child soft play centre would be good. Um, Scooter strip bar, Mikey Dredd says. A casino, laser quest. See all these Asda flying through Asda? Mate, you know, there's loads of good advertising there. I'm doing Asda has got a... Um, it's got a meat section, though, don't... Well, doing. I won't go near that, will I? Mm. Um, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. This is my new thing. Tell me what you're going to do so we can all try it and see who comes out. We've made... Buy a indoors and advertise something. Is this going to be Can you be, like be any more pop... specific? <laughs> no, that's your thing. That's what you've got to do. This right. is going to be like the... the this is like the tiling whoop challenge, but with a cine whoop and... Advertising something. All right, but if you don't own a city whoop, you can use a regular whoop. No, you have to buy a HD city <sighs> whoop. That's a bit heavy duty, isn't it? Have you got an HD? Well, you'll probably whoop? get one free, and I'll have to buy it, so you'll be all right. Well, it works all right for me. I'm just thinking about a more inclusive for everybody to try it without mm-hmm. having to spend lots of money. I'm sure everyone's going to get one soon anyway because they're so cool and they see that the advertising game works. See. <laughs> Is this going to be like the, the Top Gear uh, sponsorship on their racing cars where it's like Larson's Biscuits and Peniston Oils and things and then you yep. open, the, open the door and it's not that anymore? Yeah. It's going to be... what? Well, just watch this space. We've, we've reached a whole new level where we've actually got like trolls in our chat where claiming is? that this is a homosexual meeting and... Um, swearing yeah. in Italian. What? That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember once we got a link to a naughty chat site. That was uh, yeah, but that was you. That doesn't count. Yeah. Damn it. And it's Going not. Away. You know, it's the 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 point of you know to take that away is not for you to save it to your bookmarks, Tony. Mm. <laughs> no. Oh. So, is is the weather going to stay, do we know? Are we going to be able to fly this weekend? I'm camping. I'm going uh, to Canada. I think tomorrow is meant to be okay again, but I'm not sure about the weekend. Why are you going somewhere colder, Curry Kitten? Because I can go skiing when there's snow. They uh, do yeah. cold properly. 
They do. Weirdly, his... though, the entire country doesn't shut down when it snows. They just get on with it, which is bizarre, <laughs> isn't it? That's because they that have work? it for more than, like, a day. So That's it's true. worth investing in, in the infrastructure to deal with it. Infrastructure. They can drive in the snow. They can take planes off in the snow. It's amazing. Whatever next. They don't need to rush out and buy bread and all the milk. <laughs> like the nutcases. That's so gay, isn't it? That, what the we do that. Tony, it's bread. It hasn't got a a a, a, a sexuality. Like it almost I never raises the pie, and yet they don't have post orientation. That's the word I was thinking. I'm too tired. I mean, gay is in fun, jolly, like the sixties gay, Jack. What, like Batman? Yes. Or is that, is that 70s? No, 66, isn't it? Guys uh, in Jolly and Funny. Uh, so, I, I don't know. So, have you still not flown this year? Yeah, yeah I was going to today, but I went out on my bike. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Tony's affected over to mountain biking. We're going to have to make a new mountain biking podcast so you can yes. talk about what he's been doing. Oh, yeah, he's got new little friends, haven't you? Friends! Bike oh, friends! I haven't got any bike friends. I go out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes to my f- favourite theory. Tony's burying dead hookers yeah, out in the you, forest. you better watch yourself then, if I am, because I've got a little place for you. I can't work out if it's multiple hookers or one really just fat one he's had to cut into multiple pieces that is still burying all around the forest as he goes. <laughs> I don't do fat and if they, if, they were, if they were mapped in the thing, it spells f- Jack, <laughs> like laid out in the map and the police are all tying <laughs> with little bits of string. So you, you get taken in to be questioned and, and there's just like a map on the on the wall at the, the side of the investigation room with just <laughs> Jack written out in map pens. <laughs> yep. That's how I imagine it. That's how it's going down. Don't come round, Jack. No, it's okay, I haven't. Here, I found out a bit of interesting uh, trivia. Oh, right. we, we can't do Oi, Andy, I'll see you're northern. No, we can do Oi, NJ, how are, you good, how are you good looking when you're a quarter Norfolk, quarter <laughs> Welsh, never told him any of this, and half Caribbean? <laughs> You've got Norfolk. Yes, there is some Norfolk. I think you can actually are, say there is some. Are Norfolk you and your girlfriend I, I, related? <laughs> our genetics could not be further apart how did um, you get out of Norfolk I, isn't there a I. giant gate around it yeah my father's from Norfolk but he moved and worked in London so how did he manage he, that did he slip his lead <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> if we do oh, have yeah. any uh, Norfolk <laughs> listeners um, I first of all apologise but also to, to make up for it here's some helpful information uh, there's going to be some uh, radio interference because people are testing uh, oh, yeah. counter drone technology and GPS jamming and all that kind of thing uh, in Norfolk uh, from basically a couple of days ago for the next couple of weeks I believe oh, really yeah. Wow, I wasn't going to give up that easy, but that segue was like, I was like, Beautiful. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> damn you, Frank, well, Frank. Hmm? Frank, Frank knows, Frank's well trained in knowing how to disarm you, Jack. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is, 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 <laughs> didn't use what? the code word either. 
what is the reason for that jamming thing? Is it a specific drone thing, or is it just trying to jam something for the? It is specifically exercise? testing counter drone tech. Oh, okay. What's going to happen hard. if if you're like, oh, I must go to the uh, the counter drone place. I've put it in my sat nav because at some point it's just going to just stop, and you're like, I don't know where we are anymore. So it's the sat nav. Yeah. It's blocking GPS. Yeah, I don't understand how you can block GPS unless they're just going to put a massive like slab of carbon over your neighbourhood. What they do so they, is they just broadcast a really loud uh, freak, well, you know, on that frequency of the GPS satellites, so that you can't pick up. Uh, doesn't that block all? Doesn't that block everything though? That yes, requires GPS. So, yes, yeah, that can't, you can't specifically target one type. No, no, bizarre. Sounds. So it means that all all the data centers in the area and all the uh, um, a lot of lost people driving around. Yeah, <laughs> I can't they, find Tesco anymore. Yeah, they very rarely do it, um, but they do sometimes do it, and yeah, it causes trouble. It's how the um, I remember ages ago. This is when uh, I think Saddam Hussein was still kicking around. They bought down one of the US drones by using like a GPS attack. They basically broadcast a specific GPS frequency to it, so it thought it had to land on its airfield, which was in Iraq at the time, and so they they built a statue about it and stuff, as they as they used to do out there. But it's it's a sort of a known a known way of uh, doing stuff. And I, I guess a GPS drone, if what 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 is that? What is the phantom thing to do if it loses all GPS signals? Does it just like panic and land or something, or does it do something else? Do we know? I don't know. You see, with no GPS, the position holding would obviously disappear. So at, at that point, even in an attitude mode, it would, I suppose the safe thing would be, well, the safe thing would just be kill the props, fall out of the sky and land wherever. But, and, you know, you don't want anything with spinning blades to continue to spin towards the ground. If anyone is in Norfolk and uh, has a phantom, could we, we, uh, we got anyone from let Norfolk? Let <laughs> I watched. Will you just refuse to take off or something? I'm not taking off. It's dangerous. I watched a drone catch a drone today. What? Has anyone seen it? It sounds like a counter drone drone. Yes. Is this a drone net? Yeah, it flew up and fired a net at it. It caught the drone and then landed it back. Do you know what? You always see some military tech trying to be sold, and every time it's being sold, there's always firing a net. Have you noticed that? All military videos of stuff to be sold for catching other stuff is some technology that just fires a net. And then you never see it actually implemented ever in the real world. I know. It's like someone, it's like they watch Scooby-Doo and they're like, <laughs> genius. <laughs> well, have you seen like how skilled you have to be to net like a big cattle? This was autonomous drone. So it chased the other drone, which could have been how? autonomous. How is it? How it, is mean, it autonomous? Because they told you it was, but there was actually some guy hidden around well, the back. Who knows? It could have been, but they reckon that it flies up and finds the suspect drone, fires a net, catches it, and brings it back. Yeah, it's amazing what a sales video will do, wouldn't yeah. it? I like the um the the shotgun cartridges as well that are being sold with like an anti-drone net in them, as if that's going to go more than like five feet from the end of the barrel and yeah, not exactly. burn up mm. well it won't catch a racing drone will it let's face it I maybe think... we could make a uh, my brother's got a shotgun <gasps> has anyone cracked any yes I just, <laughs> just had a great idea what we're going to do at my spot 
Shotguns, nets, and trying to catch a race drone. We've all got to bring our, our best counter drone ideas and test them yes. out at Tony's spot. Yeah. Why don't we just do teamwork where we get one quad at each end of a net and they have to fly and catch another one? <laughs> I could do that. Capture the flag. Like we have two teams right? each and we have to get a drone to the other side. It's like British Bulldog, but with drones. Or we oh. just send Tony. Can you make it to the end of the field before we net you? I love British Bulldog. Yeah. I'll be up for that. We, we have to stop it's, the other team's drones from getting through. It's the only way he didn't have a, a lawsuit for tackling girls to the floor. <laughs> At least I was tackling girls, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. There's no other... That's it, it's British Bulldog. There's no other, like, element I can do anything with that. Oh, balls. Damn it. <laughs> can I think of anything... That is exactly what you were after, wasn't it? No. To uh, comment there, Black Conduit FPV, they're wasting so much money on this drone-catching BS. Are they really that much of a threat? No. And you're absolutely right, but it's the same thing every time there's a media storm followed by the need for a government response for something. It doesn't matter what the subject is, in what sector, there are teams of people sat around who are designed to jump on getting those contracts and making loads of money as soon as Mm. possible. Anything that could potentially be a military contract is worth millions uh, that could be used for government stuff. You know, they're going to take those contracts up, whether it's (laughs) helping us or not. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, good. It's my made Andy was sick. <laughs> Thanks. Talking uh, of military right. thing, you, you know that little tiny helicopter that that's been around for years. Yeah, I keep seeing tiny videos of that, saying this is amazing and it flies for like half an hour and stuff. But I've n- it all sounds like too good to be true to me. Has anybody oh, yeah. ever seen any evidence of it doing what it says it can, which is like it can fly anywhere? Really? Because it weighs about an ounce, and if do yeah, that, it's going to blow away. I totally agree. You can't. You can't have both. Um, uh, you can't have incredible. Um, you can't have that incredible flight time without that weighing almost nothing, unless um, you know they've got some battery technology we don't know about. And if you want it to fly for that long, and if it does do half an hour and it weighs almost nothing, then the elements are going to absolutely batter it. It will have no authority in any kind of conditions, but still weather. So, uh, and what are they? Were they? They were like twenty something grand each. Oh yeah, I thought I thought they're much. Oh, Dave's story is saying check their website. That's kind of cheap for military tech, to be honest. Yeah, I thought they were like a hundred and something because most things are. Yeah, because I I remember seeing like. I think we should sell them some stuff. As soon as you start seeing like the, the army with drones, I've literally seen, do you remember the Skywalker? Everybody had a Skywalker for a while, the, the, the plane the FPV. And essentially it's the same Skywalker with camouflage painted on being chucked by this army guy, except now it costs 50 grand instead of like 60 quid. And it's like, what's going on with that? It's like, as soon as you slap something on it and say, this is army, uh, you I, can I sell can, it for whatever you like. I heard, I can feel... Andrew's voice inside my head going proven concept or something. No, all it is is that military means it goes through a lot of bureaucracy, which means that you have all these stupid contracts and things that have like some weird specification for something that doesn't exist. And then, oh, and everything has to be, oh, what was it? I forgot. IBM used to do it. Something 9001. That standard ISO 9001, ISO yeah. 9001, which just means that everything you do 
has to be proven by the fact you've written it down and put it in some storage facility to say this is our procedure for doing it. That well, is all. Been, <laughs> and you don't even have to do that most of the time. You have to... Stop talking, Frank! <laughs> you have to... <laughs> Fair enough. But no, the military stuff, like, they'll they'll probably have on something somewhere that it must run Windows 95, and you're like, that's that's completely irrelevant. But it's like, no, it's a requirement in the contract. So then you spend, like, a load of money making a thing that can do that for no particular reason. I mean, it's just the, the military procurement process is long and stupid. I believe when you when you order the uh, the... The, the kit with all the instructions it comes with a massive roll of red tape that he yeah. give you that free sounds about right yeah um but no all right we've got to get in on some of these military contacts they sound like it's uh worthy can you imagine tony trying to invent something for the military it's all right we're just having flies through some car doors and decide and just say military advert using a like, whip. You, like you tighten the piss curry but this advert i'm, I'm very sincere the- I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love it. You're going to so, be well jail. So uh, Let's Drone Out is, is going to expand from podcasts this year out into uh, adverts and military technology. Or yes. as, as we call it, the private sector, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can fly my big quad somewhere and put some bombs on it or something. Yeah, just put some camo on it and call it the Hunter Killer Drone. <laughs> and we'll exactly. sell it for like a million there. quid. Yeah, already there. All right, we've got a business plan together now. Yeah, I think we should quit this show right now. Let's go. I I I want I demand to see your military prototype at mini air show. Okay. Yeah. The, the, just paint it green. <laughs> there are people at mini air, or there is at least one person at mini air show who has the co- contacts to make that happen. So, you know. Bring it along. Have fun. I will be um, firing um, smoke grenades via my Tyrannus. <laughs> Very nice. Have you yes. got your, uh, um, the, what's it called? The E-match, E-matches set up. Yep, already on the transmitter. Nice. Flickers, flickers, Tony's flickers. like, how do you spell that? Don't forget, oh, Tony, you've got to write everything down. Dyslexic. I'm dyslexic as well. That's what I'm talking about. The other thing that makes military tech really expensive is that they refuse to use uh, commercial uh, electronics chips mm. quite often for various different reasons. And then you end up having to have like specific dyes made up to make the little uh, chips specifically for that because they don't trust them to not be have a backdoor in there to do other things or whatever. Um, and that gets very expensive as well because then you're only making like a hundred chips for. You've got to make your own chips. That's really hard. Those are tiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, developing it and making sure it's all EM compliant and all that kind of thing, and then only making a small number of them for the number of ones that they actually make, and then the military goes, "Oh, actually, we can't afford a hundred of them." We're only going to buy eighty, and you're like, "Well, it doesn't make a difference because you're still ordering the same Surely that's, thing." Isn't that past the point of prototype, though? Surely you'd be at contract stage before you were going to invest that kind of money. Surely you could prototype with something commercial-based to prove a concept, and then if the contract's approved, you can spend oh, yeah. the money on. But yeah. that's that's the point: is that they they decide that the cost-cutting way to do it is to reduce the number of things that they're ordering when that doesn't actually change much of the cost. Mm. Well, it, it only cost about a billion dollars to set up a chip fabrication factory. So, 
that's a bit of an outlay. We heard um, about the guy who got a couple of with couple of dies made in the waffle pack and bloody customs opened them up and you know they didn't seal them back properly and they went everywhere and they're all all the pins were bent and oh you like have to order everything in five thousands, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh. Cheers, Slider FPV. Thank, Thank you, Slider. Well, I think we should have nearly got my goddamn thumb again. These are highly dangerous. Can we provide Tony with a, you know, those extension like things? All, all he needs is one of those, you know, the little like creme brulee torch. Blow torch, yeah. From back here to light it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh, LDO people are, are here to here for the danger. Yeah, I think they're, they're all trying to hurt Tony. For health and safety reasons, we'll have to see about that. Really. Here, slide up. He signed the waiver. Appreciate yeah. Oh, we haven't done the disclaimer. Have you got the disclaimer, Jack? Uh, yes. Yes. Tape it to the monitor. Um, I will. I will. Hang on. It's in curry kitten. Hang on. Um, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's probably the loosest cannon of all of us. To be fair, any views expressed by any guest or host on this show are personal and may not reflect the views of Let's Drone Out or any participant of the show. We're all idiots. Don't listen to us. Please don't sue us. Yeah, yeah Curry. You have to say amen at the end. What have I done? <laughs> um, Curry Kitten, what's this about? I, I, did I miss it? Was I asleep? Did you, you not you not feeling it lately and breaking stuff? Oh, I broke so much stuff lately. I ended up throwing this flight controller against the wall because I spent so many hours on it. I've got... I've got a video coming out on this tomorrow, which is called Review Fail. This is um, it's a really nice board. It's an, from FreeSky. It's the Omninex F7 board, and it has on board the uh, R9MM receiver, uh, and it had really nice pin layout, nicely thought out. It has two IMUs in it. it it's like, oh, this is going to be really cool to fly. Until I had to upgrade the firmware on it, and um, oh god, and then you need an inverter, you have USB to, dongle, and no, it's, it's worse than that. If it was, oh, here we go. Be great. what is with Free Sky Man and updating stuff? Here's what you had to do you have to take this plastic thing off the top, and then you have to get the little R9MM, which is really delicately placed on this ribbon cable, and then you have to solder three connection points to that little thing. Um, and then you have to connect that to the back of your Tyrannus and upgrade the firmware. Now, first they said, when I got it, upgrade to the latest firmware. So I did, using the R9MM firmware. Um, and I plugged it into USB, and it didn't power on. And I thought, oh, I need power. So I put power through the ESC using the right pins. Uh, and that powered up the receiver, and I bound the receiver, and that was all okay. Then I plugged it back in USB, and nothing happened. So I had to then call FreeSky and say, oh, I think it's broken. I just plugged it into power, and it's wrong and then they said oh you've just probably put the wrong firmware on it you have to use the specific one for the board which wasn't available when they said update the latest firmware but <laughs> it wasn't so i downloaded that and it, it only works on f port so i thought okay maybe there's some weird wiring thing in there so i i had i've obviously unsoldered all the bits from it to fit it back in so then i take it all out again i sold all my three connections my third connection to the s uh, port uh, just a little this, this is how it looked this is my real time soldering of that wire 
that was enough to take the solder pad off, which is like, oh, that's that's broken. Now what do I do? I had to talk to Free Sky again, already embarrassed at this stage, saying, hey, I just broke something else. Uh, anything I could do? They said, yeah, solder it to this corner of these two resistors on there, which I did very delicately, and I thought I had a good connection. Plugged it back into the Tyrannus to try and flash it. Did not work. Didn't get a response from it. I thought, oh, let's try a little bit more solder on there. Let's try a better connection. Splurge goes the solder. Oh, no. So trying to take that off and like, oh, I'm sure there were some resistors there. So, But, yeah, basically I buggered the R9MM for sure. But I was like, I'm still suspicious that this board isn't working. So I removed the R9MM completely, plugged it in using the power, plugged it in using USB. It's dead. At that point, I threw it against the wall and got slightly fed up with it. It's on fire. It feels great. After all this, FreeSky then said, oh, yeah, I've, we've been talking to the engineers about this as it sounds like you had some trouble. And Oscar got one of these, and Oscar's better at this stuff than me, and he managed to damage the ribbon cable while he was doing his. So he had to take separate connectors on the R9MM and run them onto the normal pins on, on the flight control as well. So it's, it's a stupid thing. But they finally said that they've, they've worked out their wireless protocol. So soon you'll be able to update R9 receivers using a wireless protocol, much like you can on the Crossfire. But, of course, before you can do that, you'll probably have to update the receiver manually <laughs> with the right firmware level to support wireless. That's a problem. That's not actually something you can buy. This is the release product right now. Holy that's ridiculous. That is wow. ridiculous. So as, as Fly Monkey says in the chat, FR Sky, good ideas executed poorly. Um, mm. So we've they, they do the usual thing that is is released. Tony CEO use the, the, the public to beta test it. Yeah. So when they said to me, you need to, they sent me a diagram. So you need to connect to S port ground and uh, voltage to do this. I thought, and I actually got the pins here. I thought they meant, oh, you connect to the flight controller. There's going to be a pass through. No, and I was like, it's not working. And when I sent them the picture of what I did, they said, oh, no, no, you have to take it out of the thing. I was like, really? You, you, yeah, you, you, you want consumers in there, didn't you? Yeah. yeah so That is 100% just dumb. That, me me being as careful as I can has, has completely killed. And, I mean, it's not – I mean, you get a lot in it. It's not, not a bad price for what you get. It's like $61. But that's – when you're dealing with really delicate things that you – yeah. Because R9 is so beta, you're going to have to go in and out of there four or five times potentially to keep upgrading the firmware, and that is going to that is going to break because that is that is delicate to say the yeah. least. If, if you've got if you've got reviewers struggling to do this stuff that are fiddling and, and dealing with these electronics all the time, and you're still getting problems. I mean, what's that going to be like to the, the mass public? It's oh, that's just such a terrible. I don't know. I don't know how stuff like that gets out the factory door. Are there any um, in the room and go? Yep, yeah, we've nailed it, guys. This is this is the way everyone's going to update. It'll be great. <laughs> are there any combined uh, receiver flight controllers that are good? Great. Uh, that's I a good know. point. The last one I had was an FR Sky one, and it was unfortunately it was had a terrible choice of gyro in it, which made it unusual unusable. There's a coincidence. Um, uh, none are coming off the top, off the top of my head, but maybe someone in chat knows. Give, give it 30 seconds for the delay, and I'm sure Andy RC will but, pipe up. But, I mean, there is a problem with it, because the idea is you, you get to, like, save space in that, but you probably can't see it if I hold it close. You can see these two boxes. One was to hold the IMU, one was to hold the R9MN. Actually converts to quite a thick section 
So yeah. you're not really saving any space. It would be much better just to have this box that was in RMM and just have it slightly back from there. And you, I think it would be easier to fit in. There's enough room in there to get both those sensors in one of those blocks. I don't understand the need to suddenly make your, your flight controller that chunky. That's just that's a cluster something is what I think of that. How you were looking at it, and again, like there's so much. There's got to be people in other departments of FR Sky that have developed some great ideas on that board, as you've mentioned, and they're just like, who, you know, who who dealt with the other part of this? You know, it's like they all just aren't talking. All the people that are developing different areas of that board. I, I can't work out. Everything about the R9 seems to have, like, if you look at the 2.4 stuff that Free Sky's done, I think it's really good. I think they've got some really good stuff there. But as soon as the R9 came out, and it's pretty much based around the same hardware as Crossfire used, everything's gone horrifically wrong. I don't understand. It's like, did they hire in some people that are just like, yeah, we, we're experts, no worries. And they're just like, oh, we were just bluffing all the time. I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, not good. I hate that. It's, it's so common though, where you get everything that gets, you get a, a product that gets so many things right. And then there's one thing that is so obviously a critical failure, yet it still goes out the door. And Can you imagine that with cars? You know, like we've made this like highly efficient. It's really fast. It's great. We've put the driving seat backwards. Yeah, it's literally like, <laughs> is that, that. Isn't it's it? like unfortunately we have had to sacrifice the uh, mm. the front axle for jelly. But if you're all cool with that, this car's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we've made it so you can't turn left, but you can fix this <laughs> yeah. by flashing the turn right three times protocol. So when you try turning left, yeah, it's just bizarre. Is that right? Hang on, one, yeah, yeah, two, three, yeah. I know the hobby moves fast, but this is it. They just there's this constant need to get things out. The, you know, there's a cutoff point. We want it out the door by this point. If there's a, some kind of critical problem, it's just these companies refuse to extend it or to try and fix it. They're just like it's too late. Put it out the door. I, I can't understand that because it's, it's, you're just going to start alienating people from your, your products. You'll stop being trustworthy. Yeah, I don't get I mean, I, I worked in, it, well, it, it, it was software, but I worked in testing and it's like, it, it's not working. We can't release it. It's as simple as that. It's not passing mm. these tests. It's got these functional problems. We're going to have to delay this. It, 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 releasing something that's bad hurts much worse than a scheduled update being um, delayed. And I I did speak to my contact at Frisco. He probably won't be speaking to me after tomorrow again. But, <laughs> but um, And I said to him, I said, you've got a problem with the R9 and your problem is your lack of transparency between what's going on. So you're not on your website. You're saying firmware update, fix bugs. Well, you know, which bugs? And you're not saying we know about these bugs and they will be fixed in this release. So everybody's coming back and saying, I found a bug and I'm reporting a bug, but no one's acknowledging that that's been reported or that's been fixed. They're just like, yeah, here's another fix. It fixes some bugs. We're not telling you which ones they are. We'll occasionally mutter something about RSSI and that's about it. It's, it's the same with companies, you know, like, for instance, Runcam, and, you know, Andy pointed to this, which was that their split mini, the, the latest version, 
they they had a lot of jello problems with it and they fixed it silently by changing to an m12 lens which is the same as the one that the turtles v2 runs that doesn't have a lot of jello where it has no jello problems but they did it quietly they didn't all you know they're a reputable company that all they had to do was put a post out and say we're changing lens now because of the problems we had i hope that's uh, i hope that fixes things for people instead they did it quietly like no one was going to notice and you think hang on people trust runcam if you start doing stuff like that you're going to upset your the people who trust you and your products you know that's that's a real stab in the back to the people who've bought one and got one of the the lenses with the problem but there's i don't know is it a shame thing is that like they they have a problem saying we messed up don't worry we'll fix it which is what we all want. We want them to acknowledge the problem or even worse is to give some excuse that we immediately know is BS and we see straight through it. Um, yeah, I think, I think full speed were coming up with, uh, I think our warehouse had some, it was too dry and this created condensation or something on the ESCs and that's why all the tiny leaders blew up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly the same with this 85X. The beta FPV, FPV have turned around and said it's a problem with, with our ESC. And I've like, well, if that problem exists, I should have fried mine today when I went out and pushed the, the hell out of it when I was out flying it. But what I think the problem was, was the PIDs that you provided with it are way over the top and, and mad. I've retuned it and mine's, I'm pushing the hell out of it and it's absolutely fine. Mm. So have you got an inconsistent problem with you? Tell us what the problem with the electronics is. Give me a reason to believe what you say, but just these, they're just excuses to me until I see evidence of the problem. Um, anyway. It might be that they honestly believe that that's the problem, but it's, you know, they're trying to work it out as well from getting these reports back. If, you know, if they've made the, their prototypes and their pre-production models and it's all worked fine for them and then all of a sudden they're getting news back that oh something's gone horribly wrong they've got to work out is it is it the storage is it the shipping is it the users is it the the supplier is there a batch gone wrong but that's right it's it's the lack of transparency which goes back to what you were saying earlier there's no in which case don't say there's a problem with the esc until Mm. you know there's a problem with the esc just say we're looking into it yeah collect data it's the lack of transparency um it's true that a lot of these companies are doing it, and the problem is we see straight through. Crash SFPV says, if they admit it, they have to pay to fix it. Um, yeah, maybe. No, uh, maybe I don't think the law carries over to China. It's just like uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the the greatest hurt that that expense will be dwarfed if you by by alienating your customer base. Yeah, because if they all disappear. It, doesn't it won't it'll hurt a lot more if your profits well, plummet in the name of transparency uh we have gone way over time uh this week uh i know we have a special guest that jack has lined up in a couple of weeks time i think we're still i'm working. praying that will go all right uh, <laughs> it will be very interesting if it is um and then next week is there a plan? I think there was talks of a plan, but I don't think we've got a plan firmly sorted out yet. My well, plan is to let's go now. There we go. Um, but for our Patreons, thank you very much um, for continuing to support us. Uh, there is some progress being made on some sticker sheets, so uh, we hope to be able to kind of repay uh, your 
uh, loyalty <laughs> um, and, and patience yes. <laughs> with us <laughs> more than anything. And, probably... yeah, Paul also um, messaged me and pointed something blatantly obvious out to me. And I was like, oh, I so overlooked that. So we might amend or try to amend some of that as soon as Jack is what like Jack can function again. Well, how many weeks have you been at work now, Jack? Three. Congratulations. Yeah. Three weeks, or do you mean three days? <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to end the show. <laughs> Jack, do you want to sign us off? Too tired for a comeback. Yes, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Stro now. I'm sorry I missed the beginning of it. You were joined by Andrew Sash Frank. Goodbye. The sexy NJ Tech. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Take care. Norfolk carrot war tractor. Um, <laughs> but Tony bearing dead hookers in Crawley Forest. This needs cutting seriously. Gary getting throwing stuff at the wall. Boy, we'd just like to point out that not all mountain bikers bury hookers in the woods. Just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sleepy jack and sleepy jack those those thoughts in your mind were true jesus good night telemetry lost